Have you or a loved one ever been harmed in the hospital? Does anyone get out unscathed? Can the system be made safer? Stay tuned to reach MDXM233, the channel for medical professionals. Join me, Dr. Bill Rutenberg, and my guest, Dr. Donald Goldman, at the Clinician's Roundtable for a give-and-take discussion on patient harm and the Institute for Healthcare Improvement's ambitious 5 Million Lives campaign. Dr. Goldman is Senior Vice President of the Institute for Healthcare Improvement. He is Professor of Pediatrics at Harvard Medical School and Professor of Immunology and Infectious Diseases at the Harvard School of Public Health. Dr. Goldman, thank you for joining us today. Following on the heels of the successful 100,000 Lives campaign, IHI is now embarking on an even more comprehensive program, the 5 Million Lives campaign. Would you tell us about the program and what you hope to accomplish? Sure, I'd be happy to, to share that with you. Uh, first of all, just briefly, uh, the 100,000 Lives campaign was the initial effort that we undertook here at IHI. It's interesting how it came about. It was uh, Don Berwick's son, who was a uh, member of the national campaign team in a presidential election, who said, some is not a number, soon is not a time. If we set out to elect a candidate, uh, we know what percentage of the vote we need, namely uh, just over 50%, and we know exactly what date we need to achieve that by, which is Election Day. And so much of what we do in trying to improve health care has no time limit, actually. We just drag on and slog through, and eventually we hope to get there. The idea behind the campaign was, what can we do within a period of a certain number of months by a finite date uh, that will save 100,000 lives in U.S. hospitals that might otherwise have died. So what Don Berwick and others here at IHI did uh, was to look back over our work and reflect on the data and determine, well, what, what are people dying from in the hospital other than the diseases that they came in with and their natural medical uh, condition? Uh, and uh, he did some calculations and found that uh, the a uh, number of deaths that could be attributed to six specific harms uh, came to around 100,000. Could so. you list them for the audience yeah. in case they're not familiar? The first was uh, patients who are not rescued, who are deteriorating, and the team that wants to help them gets there too late. So they succumb to their illness because their deterioration was not picked up. They were not rescued. And that would be a rapid response team? A rapid response team would be uh, an approach to that. Another was evidence-based care for acute myocardial infarction, delivering the proper medications and procedures for people with AMI. The third would be adverse drug events, which are the largest cause of harms in hospitals as well as deaths. Uh, and the focus in the, in the uh, 100,000 Lives campaign was on reconciling medications to make sure that the medications a patient came in with and how these were changed throughout the hospital stay were all reconciled across those sites of care so that we didn't suddenly drop a medication. Don Berwick's own father had Parkinson's disease and the medications were inadvertently stopped in the hospital. He became rigid as a board and everything deteriorated from there. So, uh, you know, once you make those kinds of mistakes, you, you may not be able to recover from them. Uh, the uh, other big bucket of uh, interventions related to hospital cord infections, the second most common cause of uh, harm and death uh, in the hospital. And the three types of infections were central line infections, uh, surgical infections, and uh, ventilator-associated infections. So those were the six so-called planks of the 100,000 Lives campaign. As you probably read, when Don got up to announce the results uh, uh, last year, uh, the calculation showed that more than 100,000 lives had been saved. Now, that's a complicated 
well, it's not so complicated, but it's, a, it's not an intuitive calculation. That calculation took into account the number of people who would have died had the trend uh, in deaths remained unchanged and it adjusted for the uh, underlying change in severity of illness in the United States over the period of time. But without going into the complexities of that, it was calculated that uh, over 100,000 lives, in fact, were saved. Now, we're very careful at iChine not to attribute this to, to the campaign per se or any of the planks per se. All we know is that, our, that more than 100,000 people uh, survived who would have died given the situation before the uh, period of the campaign. How are you going to monitor this to guard against recidivism? Uh, and how are we going to sustain the gain? You got it. Well, all of these six planks are part of the uh, more recently launched 5 million lives campaign. Now, it's very important for the listeners to understand 5 million people aren't dying necessarily in hospitals. The 5 million refers to the number of lives or people uh, uh, who experience uh, harms. These are harms that occur to people, uh, not deaths. So hence that much greater number. And that it's based on the, on the uh, data that suggests that there are well over 10 million, perhaps 15 million or more harms per year occurring in hospitalized patients. I calculated that out at two per second, or one every two seconds. I mean, that's just unbelievable. Don't, don't you get outraged by that? Uh, you know, I, I don't get outraged very much. I, I try and say, well, that's, that's unacceptable. What are we going to do about it? I, I find that I like to channel my limited amount of energy in, into uh, proactive thinking rather than uh, flailing in rage. But uh, if you're in rage, that's good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if I can just stop you for a minute on this light note. <laughs> if you're just joining us at the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals, I'm your host, Dr. Bill Rutenberg. And with me today is Dr. Donald Goldman, Senior Vice President of the Institute for Healthcare Improvement. We are discussing Measuring Harm to Patients and IHI's 5 Million Lives campaign. Please continue. So uh, th these original six planks from this 100,000 Lives campaign are part of the 5 Million Lives campaign, as well as six new planks that are designed to reduce harm. And th these are really logical extensions from the uh, first campaign in many ways. The first is, in, in, in addition to surgical infections, we're now uh, aligned with the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services and Joint Commission and others to reduce all uh, major types of surgical complications. In addition to medication reconciliation to reduce adverse drug events, we're focusing on high-alert medications like insulin, anticoagulants, narcotics, and sedatives. In addition to working on those infections that I mentioned, we're specifically targeting MRSA, methicillin-resistant staph aureus, which is a growing uh, important cause of harm and, and mortality. Yeah, I believe it's the most common cause now of community-acquired wound infections. Well, that too. The campaign, of course, is a hospital campaign. So all we're trying to get hospitals to do here is to recognize when patients come into the hospital who are colonized or infected in the community so that those strains of bacteria don't spread in the hospital. And then the, other, the last uh, three are uh, doing what we did for uh, acute myocardial infarction for congestive heart failure, which is an enormous cause of uh, admissions and unnecessary readmissions to the hospital within uh, 30 days of discharge, prevent pressure ulcers, and finally get boards of trustees to really take all this seriously and drive the process in their 
uh, institutions. So that's not attacking all of the causes of harm. It's it's a, a calculated effort to deal with the major causes of harm. And, and I want to make a, a couple of very important points about this campaign. First of all, we've gone out of our way to align what we're doing and how we're measuring and recommending people measure with other uh, stakeholders like CMS, like Joint Commission, like the Leapfrog Group. We, we don't want hospitals to get confused and think they have to do different things for different people. We're trying to make it as simple as possible. And secondly, we understand that we're asking hospitals to make dramatic changes without really sitting down with them for many, many hours and days and weeks and, and sharing our knowledge of improvement. This is a national campaign. It's not like some of the other work we do, which is very deep and intense. So we're relying in, uh, to a great extent on what we call our durable infrastructure or nodes. Nodes are uh, 40 or 50 uh, organizations that can be state hospital associations. They can be quality improvement organizations from CMS uh, and, and uh, others, and they are acting indeed as nodes to spread the word and work more intensively with their constituents to try and drive improvement in these 12 areas. How does a hospital go about finding harms? I believe the IHI has developed a global trigger tool. Could you explain a little bit about that and the grades of harm? You know, there are many ways to find out about harms, and, and they all have their own value. There are volunteer reporting systems, web-based reporting systems, a peer review, morbidity and mortality report. But none of these provide a stable measure of harm over time. They're all subject to various uh, biases uh, and, and so forth. So to really uh, get an idea of the actual level of harm and how it's trending over time, IHI faculty develop what's called the Global Trigger Tool, which is basically a method to look at a chart and look for triggers or signs that that chart or record may contain information about an actual harm that occurred. So, for example, if you saw that naloxone was administered, which is an antagonist to narcotic, uh, that would be an indication that perhaps somebody got too much of the narcotic. Uh, if you uh, saw that their creatinine had gone from normal to 5, that might be a trigger that some nephrotoxic drug was administered. So this set of triggers helps focus the review, and most people find that you can review 20 charts a month, which is a decent sample to get an idea of where you stand if you do it for a year or so. How long would you spend on each review? It seems like an immense project. Well, what would you guess? Well, I know the answer, but I was asking. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how I could do it in the 20 minutes that is supposed to be allotted for a chart review, but uh, well, it's actually, I'm obsessive compulsive. I'd probably read it word for word. Well, the triggers really do help, and it turns out that you can review a record if you're trained in fewer than 20 minutes. Uh, I think the average is 11 to 15 or something like that. Wow. 20, 20 minutes is the maximum that you are allowed to spend. We, we just discovered that there is a diminishing return if you keep pouring over this record. If you haven't found it in 20 minutes, uh, probably uh, it, it, it's not there. Do you find the powers that be are receptive to the information that's being generated, or does it just sit in a pile somewhere? Uh, you know, not everybody's doing this, and it's a big commitment of an organization to do it. Are so. they doing it at your hospital, Boston Children's? No. How do you deal not with a, that? Not, not, a, not at a general scale. 
Well, the way I dealt with it, I'm not in charge of quality of children's uh, right now. I passed that on when I went to IHI. Uh, but the, the way to deal with that is to do it in a limited fashion. So it is being done as part of an evaluation of the computerized order entry system that was put in. And that's a great place to start. You know, if you, if you start in a segment of the uh, hospital, that's fine. And I, my understanding is that, that, that Children's intends to go and bring it up to scale hospital-wide. But starting somewhere is a great place to start. If a hospital tries to just say but from the senior level, we're just going to do it without any buy-in or testing, I'm not sure that works as well. So I'm happy if somebody's willing to try it. I want to thank Dr. Donald Goldman, who has been our guest, and we have been discussing Preventing Harm to Patients and the 5 Million Lives Campaign. I am Dr. Bill Rutenberg. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening. I leave you with the words of Albert Einstein. The world is not dangerous because of those who do harm, but because of those who look at it without doing anything.